This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Hallelujah. Praise God. Good evening, everybody. You may be seated. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of God. It's summer. Almost as good as Mauritius, but not good. Hallelujah. I want to thank my spiritual parents, Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev, for giving me the opportunity to be here, and all the wonderful staff that takes good care of us. Won't you put your hands together for Christian Family Church staff and all the people here? Thank you very much. God bless you. All right, let's open our Bible, please, to the book of Psalms 91. Let's get straight into the Word of God, Psalms 91. I know a lot of us, we know this off by heart. A lot of us, we confess this. A lot of us, we recite it, we say it, we pray it. But I'm going to teach you at least, if I have the time, I'll go to the four names of God. But I believe we'll only do two names tonight. And behind every name of God, God reveals his nature. God reveals his attributes. God reveals his character. So every name of God in the Old Testament, it gave them a facet of what God is, of what God can do. All right? So let's go to Psalms 91. Let's go to Psalms 91 and look at verse 1. Psalms 91, verse 1. A lot of us here, we know it off by heart. So if you're not off by heart, let's do it. Ready? One, two, three. He that dwells in a secret place of the Most High, underline the word Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, underline the word Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, underline the word Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. Underline the word my God. My God, in him will I trust. Now, there are four names in these two verses. Four names in these two verses. First of all, before, you, 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 we, we, before we understand the name, let's understand that God wants us in his presence. Okay? He says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Now, what is the name Most High? Everybody say, El Elyon. Say it again. Say, El Elyon. Now, the name El, El, every time you see the word El, come like Elohim, El Shaddai, El Elyon, El means strong one. So everybody say, we serve a strong God. We serve a mighty God. There is none like our God. So El Elyon means the strong one, and it means the most high God. All right? El Elyon means what? The most high God. You can't get higher than the most high. He's the most high God. There is none beside him. There is none after him. There is only one God, one Lord, and he's the most high God. He's El Elyon. Now, what does El Elyon mean? What can El Elyon do for you? El Elyon is the God who rules and the God that overrules over every situation that is dictating your life. Let me say that again. El Elyon, he's the God who rules and overrules over every situation that is trying to dictate your life. In other words, when you worship God and He manifests Himself as El Elyon, He gives the final verdict. He's the one that gives the final ruling. No matter what you're going through today, no matter your circumstances, no matter your situation, El Elyon, when He shows up, He will rule and overrule everything that the enemy is trying to do in your life. And He will say, enough is enough. It's time for victory. Shout amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Now, <clears throat> where did we get the name El Elyon? The law of first mention, Genesis chapter 14. In the book of Genesis chapter 14, 
Abraham, he has a nephew by the name of Lot. Okay? Now, that guy was a lot of problem. <clears throat> and so Lot decided one day to go and pitch his camp with his family at Sodom. Okay? And the enemy came and they took him captive. They took all their possession. They took everything that they had, like we were talking about this morning. Everything that they had. They took Lot. They, he lost his possession. Have you ever felt in your life that you were a hostage of the enemy? You felt as if you've been a victim of the enemy? That you, 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 whatever you do, whatever you seem to do, you seem trapped. There's, there are certain things that's going on. You, you, you can't move forward. You can't move on the side. You just feel as if you're trapped and you don't know what to do. You feel confused. You feel, you feel as if you're a prisoner of the enemy. You're a prisoner of war. A P-O-W. Anyone understand what I'm talking about? Anyone understand the frustration when you want to move forward in life? When you, when you want to progress in life? You and I, we have been created to progress and to prosper. So if you don't see prosperity and progression, obviously you will see frustration. Alright? I remember I was flying to England from Mauritius. From Mauritius to England, it's about a 12 hours flight. And uh, you know, um, how many of you know when you sit on the plane... You're not in first class. You're in economy. After a while, you know, um, I don't know how to put this. You have to share between the right and the left cheek. I mean, you understand what I'm talking about. It's 12 hours on a flight. All right? And, and, and you're sitting there. And then you, it's, it's about 12 hours. You get to see London. I saw London as we, we're coming in. And I'm thinking, yes, we're about to land. In, in the next half an hour, we'll be landing. And then the pilot says, ladies and gentlemen, we are, we are caught in air traffic. Uh, we are at the back of the queue. And we're going to have to go around in circles until we land. So we'll be landing not at 11 o'clock, but at 12 o'clock. When hour more to share my cheeks. I got frustrated. You know why I got frustrated? Because I am not at my destination at the time that I'm supposed to be. What am I trying to say to you? Your frustration is an indication you're not at your destination. You understand that? So, so the reason why many of us, we got frustrated, we get, we get annoyed, and we, we don't know how to handle life is because we know we're supposed to be somewhere else. We know we're supposed to be progressing. We know we're supposed to be blessed. We know we're supposed to be prospering. But when we look at our life, we're stuck doing the same thing and not seeing any progress. Anybody here can relate to what I'm saying? Well, if you're going through that thing, this is a job for El El Young. Amen. The most high God. Now Abraham, he took his 318 trained servants. And uh, you know what happened? He got, his, he got his nephew back. He got the possession back. And then he was met by two kings. Number one, he was met by Melchizedek. Then he was met by the king of Sodom. Now listen to me very carefully. The, uh, Melchizedek is the king of Salem. Salem means peace. All right? He was a priest of El Elyon in Genesis chapter 14, verse 18 to 22. Genesis 14, 18 to 22. He was the priest of El Elyon. Remember that Jesus is after the order of Melchizedek. So here we have Abraham coming back. This is what El Elyon can do for you now. Melchizedek blessed Abraham. 
So when you and I, we understand the name of God, El Elyon, the first thing that El Elyon is going to do is going to pronounce blessings upon us. Let me tell you something. When God bless you, there is no demon big enough, including Lucifer, including Satan, that can stop who God is blessing. Satan cannot, Satan cannot curse us if God has blessed us. Say amen, somebody. There is no person, there is no one as strong, as powerful as God. When God has said, you are blessed, no matter whoever says whatever they want, you are blessed. Say amen, somebody. So now Melchizedek blesses him because he says he is he's the God. Of El, he's, the, he's the most high God. He's El Elyon. So the first thing that you do when you come in contact with El Elyon, you get blessing. Now, blessing means the power to prosper. The ability and the strength to prosper. Second, Melchizedek reminded Abraham that you were delivered from your enemies because of El Elyon. So number two, El Elyon is the God of deliverance. He's the God that can break every curse, the God that can break every chain, the, bro the God that can set you free. And the Bible says, him who the Son sets free is free indeed. The time is coming where you and I, we need to be free indeed. No more bondages, no more addiction, no more problems, no more issue. Why? Because we serve a great and mighty God. In every problem that we face, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil because God is still with us. Say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. So Melchizedek, El Elyon. He introduces Abraham to El Elyon. Third thing, this, this one I like. He says, Abraham... You will be rich. Abraham said, I'm not, going to, I'm not going to tell you, king of Sodom, that you made me rich. Because when you, when you go with El Elyon, he blesses you, he delivers you, and he makes you rich. Everybody say, I'm blessed. I'm delivered. I'm rich. Say it again. Say, I am blessed. Say it one more time loud. I am blessed. I am delivered. And I am rich. Man, when you look at in your pockets, when you look in your bank account, it might say otherwise, but you don't live by what your bank says, you live by what God says. Amen. Rich means you have more than enough. Amen. Now listen to me. I am from Mauritius. I know what it's like to have. I know what it's like to not have. Believe you me, it is better to have than to not have. Am I right? All right. So, so, so you got to get to learn to know the name of God, El Elyon, so that your situation can be reversed, so that no more curse, no more drought, no more sorrow, no more poverty, all this must be done away with. Your past cursed generation is over. You are under the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I tell you something else about El Elyon? Did you know that is the name that Satan envies the most? In the book of Isaiah chapter 14, verse 14. Isaiah chapter 14, it says there are five I will of Lucifer. Okay? And one of the I will, he said, I wanted to be like the most high God. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. That's who he envies. You and I, listen to me very carefully now. 
The Bible says that when we are born again, we are one with God. We have been redeemed from every curse. We are one with God. Everybody say, me and God, we are one. Okay, say it proper English. I think this is proper English. Now, God and I, we are one. Right? God and I, we are one. God and me, we are one. You can tell I'm from Mauritius. <clears throat> if I spoke Creole, everybody here would understand. So say it with me. God and me, we are one. If you are one with God, and if God, the Bible says, you, you, we, are, we are the body of Christ. How many of you here, listen, I don't know about you. I was lying down this afternoon, and I thought to myself, man, it, it, it's hot, a little bit tired. I wish I could send my head to church and my body to rest. Is that possible? Speak to me now. Is that possible? Can you South Africans do that? If I would have seen people, just imagine someone next to you, just a head, no body, it would have freaked you out. Am I right? Why am I saying that? Because where the head goes, the body flows. Isn't that right? Well, if God is the head of the church, and the church is the body, if the head is far above everything, the body must be far above everything. So if God is most high, here's the good news. If God is most high above everything, and I am in Christ, and Christ is in me, that means I am far above everything as well. So the devil don't only envy God, the devil also envies me. Amen. That's why he attacks. The devil is jealous over us. He was not made in the image of God. You and I, we are made in the image of God. Say amen, somebody. We are far, far above all principalities, all powers, every name that can be named. We are far above. Why? Because we dwell with the most high God. Hallelujah. He that dwells in the secret place of the most high God shall abide under the shadow, under the protection of who? Of the Almighty. The number two name, El Shaddai. Everybody say El Shaddai. So when you get into contact with El Elyon, you see also El Shaddai at work. El Shaddai is the God that protects. Everybody say, God protects me. Say it like you mean to say, God, you are my protector. All right now. What is El Shaddai? When did that name come up? In Genesis chapter 17, Abraham was 99 years old. Has it ever happened to you that you've had a dream? I have a dream. Anybody here has ever had a dream? Your dream has turned into nightmares. You wanted to be something. You wanted to be somebody. You, you know, you, you were believing God for something. You, you trusted God. It's been years and years. You trusted God. And now you look at your circumstances. You look at uh, how it is. And you, you want to give up because you say it's too late. Abraham was 99 years old. He was believing God. He, he, him... His wife believed God for a son. It came to a point that they, they let go of their belief. Instead of operating in the spirit, they operated by the flesh. And they got Hagar along the way. You, are you here, church? And then they, they, they have this kid that's not theirs, in a sense. And at 99 years old, 
God appears before him and say, and said, I am the Lord, I am the Almighty God, I am El Shaddai. What am I trying to say to you? Abraham was 99 years old and he got cold. He couldn't do anything. Some of you are going to pick up what I've just said. He's gone past it. His body didn't have the strength. His wife didn't have the strength. The desire was, was there, but now there is no strength to fulfill the dream, to make the dream come true. That's when God steps in. Where you can't, God can. El Shaddai is the God that turns impossible into possible. He's the God that said, you've tried, you've done your best, but your best was not good enough. Let me help you now. Let me make this dream turn into reality. Let me show you that I am the almighty God and what you have dreamt about, I can make it come to pass. Amen. So El Shaddai is the God that turns impossible into possible. And the good thing about this El Shaddai is he doesn't look at your past mistakes. Hello? Abraham made a big boo-boo, but his past mistake did not cancel the power of God. His past mistakes did not stop the favor of God. Some of us, we, we, we are thinking, we're not going to get this miracle, we're not going to get this breakthrough, we're not going to get this blessing, we're not going to get this curse broken because of the mistakes that we have done. Let me tell you, the grace of God is more powerful than any sin that you and I have made in the past. Amen. Let me tell you, you might disqualify yourself. People might disqualify you. The devil might disqualify you. But El Shaddai say, I qualify you. Amen. People have spoken about you for years. You've told them about your dream. And they are mocking you. They are laughing at you. You know the name Isaac means laughter? You know, you know that, that's, that's excellent. You know why? There are people laughing at me right now because of certain mistakes that I've made in my life. There are people laughing at me because they found out some things that I did that was a mistake. But I can tell you what. Guess who's having the last laugh now? Amen. Amen. With El Shaddai, you are the one that has the last laugh. Are you here, church? Praise the Lord. Now. Abraham, you've been waiting to have a miracle. You've been waiting to break that curse of barrenness. But here comes El Shaddai. He turns impossible into possible. There's somebody else during the same time of about Abraham. I know the book is found before the, uh, the book of Psalms. But the name of the man was Job. Anybody know Job? I know somebody, he was looking for a job, so he read the whole book of Job. In the book of Job, 31 out of 48 times. Now, remember that this guy, this guy was in big trouble. He was walking with God. He was, he was acting like a priest over his house, always interceding for his family. All of a sudden, there was a lot of problems. He lost his business. He lost his house. He lost his family. He lost everything. And then the devil attacked his body. Okay? So this guy... 31 times out of 48 times, he cried out El Shaddai. He cried out Almighty God. 31 out of 48 times, he still trusted that the God, that the enemy that has stolen from him, El Shaddai, can restore everything and even more again. Amen. 
El Shaddai doubled him because of his trouble. Are you learning something? When you're in a pit, when you're in pain, when you're in poverty, when everything is falling apart, call on the name of El Shaddai, the God that is more than enough. What does El Shaddai mean? The God that is more than enough. Now, El Shaddai, from the root word, it also uh, comes from a feminine that shows, it says, it also means the breasted one. So he's the God that will protect you. He's the God that will nourish you. He's the God that will preserve you. How many of you here, um, when I was growing up, we were three boys, three men now. And um, listen, my dad was very disciplined. My dad, what can I say about my dad? He was a good man, but you didn't get away with him. So if you wanted to get away and get out, guess what? I'll go to mom. Anybody here? How many here, your mom is a bit more understanding, is a bit more lenient, but the dad, my dad was so disciplined. I remember one day, I, I went to a birthday party in England. Now, for those of you that have been to a birthday party for 16 years old, 16, 17 years old, the party begins at 10 o'clock, right? In a sense, right? He said to me, all three of you, you can go to the party, you can go at 7 o'clock, Glenn, and Bruno, you two are the eldest. You can come home by 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. But you must be home by 10 o'clock. I say, what? He said, yeah, I want you home by 10 o'clock. You know, in England, the, the transport service is, is very good. So you, got, you, you get the bus, you get home at 10 o'clock. And I want you by 10. And when my dad says 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock is according to his time. And his time is always five minutes early. Okay? So I was there at the party. With my two brothers, it was nine o'clock. I'm looking at my watch and I'm thinking to myself, man, he wants me home by 10. And now everybody's coming in, everybody is, is, having, a fu is having fun, everybody's doing well, you know. And I say to Bruno, I said, Bruno, uh, would you drop me home? Bruno was the only one that had a car. And he said to me, no, man, I want to have, I want to have fun. You go. So I said, come on, man. He says, no, you go. Then Bruno said this word of wisdom to me. He said, James, let me tell you something. Why don't you just stay with us and have fun? All you'll have was, will be two slaps. That's all you'll get. But after the two slaps, you know that you had fun for the next few hours. And I listened to my big brother because the Lord told me to respect my elder. So I stayed. Then it was one o'clock and we're in the car, all three of us. And I'm sitting at the back by myself. And I can tell you I am not. I'm very nervous. So I said to Bruno, and Bruno, this is what he says to me. He said to me, James, we're going in the house. Make sure you don't blame me. I kind of heard it the other way. Make sure I blame you. That's what I heard. So I got to the door. My dad opened the door. The first person that he was looking for was me. He said, where's that little one? So I said, Dad, before you hit me, I want to tell you something. Bruno said I can have fun as much as I want. All I get will be two slaps. So instead of hitting me, make him taste the two slaps. And Bruno got the two slaps. <laughs> That's how tough my dad was. So in order for me to get away with things, I would always ask my mom. Mom, can I do this? Mom, can I do that? And my mom was something else. My mom would say to me all the time, I'm going to send you to a party. Whatever they give to you, you say, no, thank you. Because that was supposed to be good manners. Anybody here has, you know, the parents, the old parents, everything they say to you, good manners, no thank you. 
Chime in a birthday party. Would you like some Coke? No, thank you. Would you like some cake? No, thank you. Would you like some crisps? No, thank you. Inside, I'm going, yeah, 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 yeah. But I have to be good-mannered. One day, I went to England. Now, in Mauritius, I don't know if it's the same in South Africa. In Mauritius, when people say, no, thank you, the reason why we say, first of all, no, thank you is because people will insist. You know, would you like some Coke? No, thank you. Come on, have just a little bit of Coke. Have some Coke. You know, here's some Coke. Take some Coke. You, know, you understand? I'm talking about Coca-Cola, right? Here's, here's some Coke. <laughs> you know, have some crisps. Are you sure you don't want any? Please take some. That's what Mauritians are like. Well, that's where hospitality is, isn't it? When I went to England and I found out I was hungry, I was, we were about to do an OAP, all age people party, and I stayed at my friends. And I'm sitting there, and they said to me, now I want you to picture this, the father, the mother of my, of my friend, my friend, another friend, myself, his sister, we're sitting at a table, there's pizza, I remember this, because I got traumatized by this. There's pizza, there's chips, there's steaks, there's meat, there's everything. And they asked me, would you like something to eat? Guess what I said? No, thank you. Now, I'm hoping that they'll ask me one more time. But guess what? They never asked again. And I'm sitting there. They're eating away. They're eating their steaks. They're eating their chips. They're eating their pizza. And I'm looking, ask me one more time. And they never asked me. That's why I'm so happy that South Africa beat England in the World Cup Rugby. Good for them. Should have asked me again. But that's what my mom told me. You have to say no thank you. I went back home that day. I said, Mom, that manner of no thank you, that's out of the window now. I nearly starved the night away. I had to go and take old people's soup. For that night, because of your no thank you. But my mom was always there. She was always protecting us. Even when my dad was going to hit us, my mom stood in the middle and said, it's okay, I'll speak to them. And that's how God is. We have this God that is a God of grace. We have a God that is a God of compassion. We have a God that is rich in mercy. And his name is El Shaddai. So when you're going through tough times, and you think nobody understands you, you think nobody can help you, you think that this is impossible, that's when you have to call El Shaddai. The Bible says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, El Elyon, shall abide under the shadow of El Shaddai. The Bible says in the book of Psalms 23, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Everybody might leave me, but El Shaddai will be with me. I want to encourage you to get to know the names of God. Now, this little book, in Psalms 23, the third name is Lord. And I will say of the Lord. In this book, Lord means Jehovah God. Jehovah God is a covenant name. The Lord is my shepherd, Jehovah Ra. I shall not lack Jehovah Jireh. He makes me lie down in green pasture. He leaves me beside the still water, Jehovah Shalom. Okay? All the name of Jehovah God is in this little book in Psalms 23. So I want to encourage you to get this book. I also want to encourage you to... Meet with me at the bookshop. We can fellowship together. We can talk together. But before we do that, I've got to do something here today. I believe there are many people that are trapped. I believe there are many people that, are, that, 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 that you know, we sung a song. There is power in the name of Jesus. Sometimes we sing the song, 
Sometimes we're looking for this power of God to manifest. But we just feel trapped. We feel trapped by the enemy. We feel as if we want to move forward, but something is holding us behind. Today, by the grace of God, as El Elyon and El Shaddai shows up, every chain that has kept you bound will be broken in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And everything, folks, listen to me very carefully. Some of you, you've had dreams for a long time. When you were young, you had this dream. But all of a sudden, you've grown up, you've let go of certain dreams. You think it's impossible. You think it is not doable anymore. But I've come to tell you, God can. If anybody can, God can. And if you have faith in God, He will do it for you. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Lift up your hands. I'm going to say something just before you lift up your hands. When Karen, my daughter, was just a baby girl. She was in a cot. The light was switched off. She was scared. I heard her crying. I heard her screaming. When I walked in, I saw her in this cot like a prison, lifting up her hands. She was saying to me in her own words, she couldn't speak. She was saying to me in her own words, Daddy, I can't get out of this. I'm scared. Do something. And because I loved her, I took her out of that cot. I took her out of that darkness simply because she lifted up her hands. When you lift up your hands tonight, God's going to take you out. Every pit of the enemy, every pain that the enemy has caused, whether it's physical pain or emotional pain or mental pain, every pain, right now God's going to take you out. If you're here and you want every curse to be broken, you want El Shaddai to show you his strength and his power, with every eyes closed, just lift up your hands right now, right where you are. In the name of Jesus. As the music is playing, the power of God is going to touch you. I don't have to touch you. God will touch you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for these wonderful people. As their hands are raised, Lord, you see this, these hands, Lord. Lord, that you will take them out right now, Father God, of every issues, of every circumstances, of every pit of the enemy right now of every curse father god whether it be generational curse or curse that has been pronounced against them lord in the name of jesus right now i take authority i rebuke right now every agent of the enemy i rebuke right now every agenda of the enemy i rebuke right now everything that the enemy is trying to do over their lives i rebuke it right now lord i pray El Shaddai, pick them up right now and take them to a new level take them to the next level take them up father god lord lift up your children right now in the name of Jesus. Turn impossible into possible right now. Show us your mighty power. Show us your strength. Lord, I pray for healing right now. Lord, I pray for deliverance right now. Every, Lord, set the captives free in the name of Jesus. Right now, Lord. Right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.